welcome to our podcast show, Get Wise, a show dedicated to discussing emerging trends in the cybersecurity and legal landscape and providing unique industry insights. We are delighted to welcome on this episode special guest Craig Ford, an experienced ICT security engineer and cybersecurity professional who contributes as a journalist to CSO.com and has published a book on cybersecurity called A Hacker I Am. Most recently, Craig has served as the manager of ICT security and senior ICT security engineer at DaVici Computer Services, a leading managed service provider specializing in the design, security support, and management of ICT systems based in Queensland. Craig, welcome to the GetWise podcast, and thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Awesome. So firstly, could you help unpack to our audience more about your background, particularly your working experiences leading up to your latest role at DaVinci Computer Services? I started out in IT probably early 2000s, probably 2001, 2002, and sort of worked my way through sort of various IT and IT management roles up until probably 2013, Hmm. which I started to make a move towards security then um, with three years ago where I came on board as the senior security engineer with DaVinci. Interesting stuff. So I guess, how would you describe your journey into the cybersecurity profession in one word? And what do you wish you had known when you started out? Challenging. Um, I think it was a little hard to get that sort of first entry into the industry, um, which I, I sort of the general conversations I have with a lot of other people making their way, sort of same sort of move into the industry as well. They have the same sort of issues that it takes quite a bit to actually get that first start and get that sort of move across, even if you do have a sort of a, a real technical sort of background to start with. Mm. Um, I think probably something I would have liked to have known at the start is maybe not to give up, just keep pushing forward, do not take it to heart, just sort of keep going, you'll get there eventually. Mm. Absolutely. And so where do you see yourself heading towards in the future? Um, I think probably to the sort of coveted CISO role. I think that's where most of us probably want to end up mm. eventually. Um, I definitely want to keep writing more articles and contributing definitely to the industry and possibly even another book to the series, but uh, not sure about that one. So related to this, you did mention that you are a prof- prolific writer and you do contribute to CSO, having written dozens of articles touching on all aspects of cyber. So which of these articles that you wrote would you hold up as being in your top five and why? I think probably my top five. I definitely think A Hacker I Am, which is what created the name for the book itself. Um, I quite like that article. It was a, a bit of a topic I wanted to get out and talk about saying that most hackers are just normal everyday people. So it's try and break that stereotype a little bit. Um, probably the next article would be a day in the life of a CISO. It was a bit of a um, scenario-based article where it sort of ex- explained what a real bad day in a CISO role could be like with a major incident. It was um, quite entertaining to write. I quite enjoyed that. Hmm. Um, probably imposter syndrome article was quite good. It was reflecting on sort of how to sort of break out of your own inner sort of demons and push out and sort of try and push towards contributing more towards the industry Mm. and um, yeah, just sort of try not to stay focused and sort of ignore the little voices that say you can't do it. Just keep pushing forward. Mm. Um, I think also probably relating to that was probably the 
article I wrote about my cybersecurity book journey, just about writing, building up my own self-confidence and sort of pushing forward and believing I could contribute, which mm. I think is a, um, a good journey to share. And um, I got some quite good feedback on that one. So I was, was quite happy with that one. Mm. Um, and probably the last one to add to that list would be um, my article, which I thought was quite entertaining, was the, uh, do you want a career in cybersecurity? Are you crazy? Yeah. <laughs> gave a sort of a real life example of what it would be like as a security engineer, what you would really do in a day-to-day -day sort of arrangement so that uh, people coming in actually get a realistic view of what you would sort of be doing day-to-day -day so that they come in with their eyes open, basically. Mm, absolutely. So what are you curious about these days? Any hints on what your future articles might be about? I think um, probably with the... My sort of the biggest direction I'd probably be heading is probably the IoT sort of space. I have quite a bit of interest in that, particularly as we move into sort of the autonomous cars and things like that. Um, I think it's going to be a big space. So I think there'll be a lot more leaning that direction as it sort of integrates mm. technology into every sort of day items. Mm. I think that's going to be a big security hole. So I think definitely will be a topic I'll probably touch on quite a bit. Um, and particularly with the COVID-19 situation, I think remote working will, will certainly be a topic that'll continually pop up. Indeed, tied to that and moving on to more current news, the ongoing COVID-19 crisis has indeed forced many people to adapt to working from home via the use of digital technologies. However, the Australian Cybersecurity Centre has reported a noted increase in the number of COVID-19 related cybercrime incidents since the last month with more than 95 cybercrime reports having been lodged and 150 malicious COVID-19-themed websites having been shut down. So what is your take on the current situation and how has it impacted the cybersecurity industry? I think it's um, a bit of a sad situation that the malicious actors and cybercriminals always sort of take advantage of opportunities like these, which everyone else is kind of suffering through and they're sort of pushing to see what sort of financial gain they can get. And there's definitely, in my opinion, I think at least a six or 700% increase in your sort of financial scams and your phishing attack type scams. Um, mm. I think it's uh, definitely a challenging time at the moment with um, quite a lot of volume, I suppose, of the, the phishing targeted attacks and things like that. So it's, it's mm. quite scary, but I think um, we're not going to see it go away for at least another few months. Indeed, do you see a distinction between... Uh cyber criminals versus state actors and the amount of activity that's going on at the moment? I think most of it seems to be more, from what I've seen, probably the cyber criminal side. Um, I think there is definitely still sort of APT action as well. But yeah, mostly the cyber criminals just trying to take advantage of the opportunity that they've got to um, sort of take advantage of the fact that everyone's working from home now and they don't have that person next to them. They can just sort of tap on the shoulder and say, hey, have a look at this. Does this look right to you? It's a perfect environment for them to sort of take advantage of and they don't have most people that sort of corporate IT setting up their antivirus or making sure their machines are up to date. So it's, it's yeah, definitely more the cyber criminals that are taking advantage of it. But yeah, it's definitely a perfect opportunity for them. Mm, absolutely. So... I guess, what pieces of advice would you offer to work from home businesses and workers who are um, looking to avoid cybersecurity incidents? I think probably the best advice is to not sort of ignore the security awareness side of things, particularly at the moment. Um, you can still offer some training for the staff via Zoom or any of the other 
um, remote chat, so like Microsoft Teams or something like that, just to go through some basic tips on how to spot the phishing emails and the scam emails, just to sort of make sure that they can spot them and don't sort of fall victim to those sort of attacks. And I would say probably worthwhile sort of allowing the corporate IT teams to help maintain um, some of the home user PCs if they aren't corporate machines, like helping them with updates and just making sure they have up-to-date antivirus and things like that will make quite a lot of difference. And I think that mm. it would be definitely worthwhile for them to do that. Absolutely. So moving along, noting the pending release of Australia's 2020 cybersecurity strategy sometime this year, what do you see as Australia's main challenges in the cybersecurity area? I think the remote working is definitely still going to be high on that list for at least another 12 to 18 months because I don't see it going back to the normal working in the office completely scenario for at least, a, I would say, at least another 12 to 18 months. So I'd say that's probably going to be a biggest challenge, making sure that those home machines and those home offices are secure and they're sort of keeping that pulse for the security side of things, just to make sure that they're aware of anything that's happening and keeping an eye on the incidents and just making sure that those devices are updated and kept secure. I think that will probably be the biggest challenge, but I think, yeah, secondly, that definitely those financial scams and that phishing level, I think it's increasing almost every week um, since this sort of pandemic started. So I think that's going to be a big problem for at least another few months as well, which is going to be hard for us to control and maintain and keep all the users safe, but I think we, we just need to keep working on it and keep educating our staff as much as we can, and I think that's the best thing we can do. Do you foresee any significant changes to the cybersecurity strategy arising out of developments surrounding COVID-19? I think the majority of it will probably stay the same. Um, obviously, I think they'll have to adapt a little bit to accommodate the strategy to go with the majority of remote working now. So I do, I do think there'll be some adaption, but I think the general strategy will probably stay the same. I think they need to focus heavily towards the, the sort of the security awareness and the, the high level of phishing attacks that has been a problem for a while, which has just sort of escalated due to the COVID-19. So I think that's probably still the direction. I think they'll just have to slightly change direction to adapt for the, the remote working side of things. So moving along, I did a bit already mentioned that you authored a book on cybersecurity in September of last year. Could you help unpack what this book is about and what prompted you to become a published author? Um, if you'd asked me a few years ago, I would have laughed if you'd said I would be a published author. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I sort of started out, I went to a cybersecurity conference, the um, one in Canberra a couple of years ago, I think it was about three years ago now. And the general conversations that we're having in all of the presentations didn't really make me feel comfortable. I didn't think we were doing enough. So <clears> when I got back from the conference, I reached out um, to CSO to ask if I could write about a few topics and just a few opinions I had um, just about, I thought we needed to do a bit better and what we could look at. And that sort of started from there. But the book author itself, um, authoring, actually came from Amanda Jane Turner, a um, very well-known cybersecurity woman in Brisbane and probably Australia as a whole. But, um, yeah, she sort of was a regular reader of my articles and a, a, an acquaintance of mine, and she indicated that it would be a, a good idea if I would uh, put something like that together as a book, and that's what formed mm. the idea, and now I have two. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so you did just mention you 
just released the second volume of your book. Any hints for our listeners? Um, I think there's um, very similar sort of format. Um, I think I've sort of discontinued that same sort of tack. It was very popular in the first one, um, short, sweet chapters, um, included a bit more about imposter syndrome and a few other art, sort of items I'd written about at articles and just um, also included a 10 chapter teaser at the end for my new cybersecurity fantasy book as well, Foresight, um, which will be a bit of an entertaining end to the book. I think quite a lot of people will enjoy because they enjoyed the two chapters I did as a possible fantasy book ideas at the end of book one. So um, it's a bit bigger mm. than a teaser this time and hopefully they enjoy Definitely. Finally, to finish off, if you were to suddenly become Prime Minister, what would you do to elevate Australia's cybersecurity posture? That's a good question. I like that question. Um, I think <laughs> if I had complete control of that sort of strategy as Prime Minister, I think what I would probably rejuvenate, there was a, a JCSC, Joint Cybersecurity Centre policy, that where they were sort of starting to work with MSPs and MSSPs to sort of help them manage customers and be better security-wise. So sort of use them as a in-between party to sort of help elevate everybody else, sort of the small business end of town, um, which is a big part of Australia's business sort of area. Um, so I think if we could bring that sort of program back in and sort of really push it, because it didn't really go anywhere um, when it initially came out, I think that would be a really good idea. And probably start up a set of conferences aimed specifically at small business owners because um, we see a lot of conferences for the tech people and the actual industry people but I think we need one for sort of based on like a security awareness from the government itself in all the capital cities one that would sort of help with the general security awareness make it free make it a little entertaining make it something they can learn from and just one day give it um, give some op sort of possible follow-up online training and things like that sort of bring them in and help them educate themselves mm. a little bit because at the moment they're sort of left out in the dark a little bit with some of the small businesses because most of the bigger players don't really sort of handle that sort of side of town. So I think if mm. the government could create a sort of initiative like that, do a few conferences at the local areas for the small businesses, I think that would make a big difference. I do guess we'll need to reintroduce the Minister for Cyber for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you again, Craig, for your unique insights into the cybersecurity industry. We look forward to expanding on these topics again with you in the future. It's been a pleasure. Glad, uh, glad to be here. Awesome. And for our curious listeners out there eager to learn more about developments in the, cy the cybersecurity space, please feel free to browse Craig's portfolio on CSO Australia at csoonline.com slash au. We thank you for joining us today and we look forward to you joining us for our next episode of Get Wise. Mm -hmm.